Aloha. <laughs> and welcome to Wisdom Dialogue with Hope Johnson. Coming to you from Hawaiian Sanctuary on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Hooray! <laughs> oh gosh. The answer comes with joy. It comes with a feeling of joy. The answer always comes like that. It's not a sense of doership or you got to do something or anything like that. But there seems to be a struggle. And, you know, that's part of it. That's part of like your wiring, you can say, is for there to be struggle. Because it's through that struggle that you learn how to transmute the energy, like the biological programming, you could say, which is all in the mind. The, bio the biological aspect is a reflection. It's a good way of relating it because, you know, people can see, you know, it's all symbolic. Everything's symbolic of what's going on in the mind. So it's like there's this programming, you can say biological programming, one, to die. That's an interesting one. And you know what brings that on is getting the feelings that you might call your shadow feelings, you know, like frustration, irritation, intolerance, you know, whatever the shadow feeling, um, and projecting it forward instead of transmuting it, instead of using what you've, you know, what you have, what you already have, what's already given you, you know, that's that um, inner voice, that inner guide, you know, listening to your inner guide with the one that whose advice comes with joy. It's a joy. It's not a pressure. Look how the, the advice of the alternative guide uses fear. It's like whatever, whatever your true guide, your inner guide rejects, the ego accepts completely. Okay? And so these two guides in your mind are saying completely opposite things. They don't agree on it in any way. Because they don't agree on who you are. You know, what you consider your life is a bunch of thoughts. A make-believe spinning of stories by a mind seeking an identity, seeking an alternative identity. So it's not like you as this alternative identity are going to awaken. You are going to awaken from the alternative identity. Okay, you're not going to take that alternative identity with you, you're actually going to awaken from that. And what ties you to the alternative is this habit of pursuing thoughts that hurt you. 
That's what ties you to this identity, and that's why it's addictive. You learn to develop a habit to keep it going. <laughs> and you keep it going by projecting your upset feeling onto the world. You can use anything, and you know, you could use and everything. You know, if you're willing to be aware of it whenever you get any kind of reaction to anything, you know, or a judgment or holding a judgment, like so what someone should or shouldn't do or judging someone's actions, you know, that's like so it's it, it's so ignorant, but it's so common because there's unawareness of this ignorance. There's unawareness of it. So it's just like really common to be judging, you know. It's just really common, common to even be judging someone who's judging. <laughs> you know, it's like if you, if, if you see someone judging, are you okay with that? You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> you, know, you know, you had to judge a bunch to get yourself to the place where you think you can see uh, people outside yourself. Okay? You, you had to judge a bunch to get to the point where you think you see people that are doing shit and you think you do things. And so when you put the judgment on, the judgment is really on yourself because you're not a doer either. So any judgment that you project for any doer in your perception is taken as authority to judge yourself. It's like giving the ego authority to judge you. And then, and, and then the habit develops of constantly taking the ego's thoughts as true. Look, anytime you have an upset feeling, you're kind of like, you can look at it, I'm under attack from the ego. Basically, you're, there's all these thoughts coming up that seem like they're really, really important and really true because you're used to following them and they come with a certain feeling that makes you afraid to surrender them. Okay? You put that there. It's a defensive mechanism. So at that time... It's possible to not get caught up in the game like that. And it is a game. It's a total game. And you start to see it like that, you can have fun with it. Oh, that's just a hook. My favorite one recently, I tell it again and again, but it bears repeating, so bear with me if you're tired of it. <laughs> I have a story about that. You guys feel excited about it? <laughs> Not in the first three seconds, but four or five seconds after, I was really excited. You're like, where the fuck is it? <laughs> it's getting ready for you. It's brewing. It'll come out in a minute. <laughs> It does what it does, okay? The perception does what it does. Your, uh, your uh, self-image, body, mind, whatever, it does what it does. You know, it's allowed to be a fucking idiot. You let it to be a fucking idiot when it's a fucking idiot. Don't you judge it. See? You get a perception that it's a fucking idiot. Someone else might get a perception that it's a fucking idiot. It's passing. It's all passing. 
You're getting the perception that other people are idiots. Who cares? It's all passing. You don't need to fight against it. Right? And you don't have to make it meaningful. That's what I'm saying. You just don't have to make it meaningful. You, you hear it. You hear the voice. And it's just not meaningful. And you show that it's not meaningful. Okay, so here's the story. So uh, my son comes up and he's like, Mom, I'm getting the vaccination. And I'm like, okay, um, awesome. Uh, and then a few minutes later, I'm like cruising around on Facebook. First thing I see is a post from a friend of mine that lives in the community that's like, my son just died a couple days after receiving the vaccination. A healthy 40-some-year-old son just died after receiving vaccination. So I immediately am like, oh my God, that is a hook. If I ever saw a hook, that's a hook. <laughs> so, so, you know, I noticed the sense of fear and oh my God and dread and all this kind of stuff. And I just let it be that. I just let it be that. I'm like, oh, I, I see that. It's a hook. <clears throat> I see that. That's just like, it's like it's trying to get you. Oh, that, that sound? Oh my gosh, I didn't even notice it. That's so funny. <laughs> hey, can you stop doing that during wisdom dialogues? People are getting hooked around here. <laughs> so it's like these hooks come in all different ways. None of them are any different than any, other, uh, any others. They all need to be generalized. And, you know, the, the sense came up to, like, say something to my son about it. And then, you know, while open to that, it's not like I need it. So I just sit with it. Notice how it feels. Notice all this energy play going on. And sooner or later, it just passes. And it's like not a not a uh, an issue. Not that I'm going. Okay, he's totally protected from a vaccine. No, there is no vaccine. That's the thing that's shown to you. That's what I mean by the spirits. Your spirit, like your spirit's voice, you could say, is joy. It speaks joy. So it's like whatever is shown to you. It's like, kind of like uh, you could say. Uh, relieves you of the pressure that prevents you from being joyful because that's who you are. That's natural. Anything that denies that is just something you set up to defend yourself because, you know, the more you allow yourself to be in this state of blissful joy, the less identity you have with a structure that you made out of Weaving stories. And the structure includes the world structure, including all of the governments and the establishment and the systems and all of it. It's everything. That's why, as Jesus said, you have dominion over the whole world. None of these things have power over you as they seem. <clears throat> No one makes you do anything, for instance. Watch that. Even all the players, even if they're like holding you up at gunpoint or anything, it's not true because it's a story. It's a story you weave. <laughs> you see what I mean? It's a story. 
And, and they're all stories. None of them are really meaningful. None of the stories are really meaningful. They lead, they all lead to the truth if you're using them properly. Skillfully, you could say. You're using the stories skillfully. So look, how do you learn to, to use the stories skillfully? You relax, number one. Allow yourself to be released of mental te- tension. Learn what the thoughts are. Look, at it, look to what the thoughts are that make mental tension. This is observation. Just observe. I mean, just from observing myself and how I feel in my body, one day all of a sudden I was like, holy shit, any thought, and there's tension, there's a clenching, and I was noticing, getting alert, you notice how the thoughts feel. So you don't need to follow those kinds of thoughts. You don't need to follow them into uh, further delusion. That's where they lead. That's all they lead to. See, in that sense, they all lead to death. In that sense, all the stories lead to death. Like all the stories could lead to life or they could all lead to death. It depends on how you use them. If you use them to make yourself small or want to make conflict or, you know, uh, want to make things fearful for yourself, then that's one way of using them. And you just watch. Because that just changes on its own. When you see how you're hurting yourself, you learn to just surrender that. When you see how easy it is to just shift it's just a little tiny, it's like a, it's not even like a shift that you have to do, like you have to effort at all. It's like a tiny, uh, it's like a tiny, tiny lean in a direction, leaning in a direction. That's what I heard so much. Lean in the direction. When I would feel like I'm lost, it would just be like, it's okay, keep leaning in the direction. You could feel it. There's a thread of bliss. You could sense it. One way I sense it, too, um, is like a kind of like a, a river um, flowing, a flowing river. And it's like on the top of it, it's like really choppy and rough. Yeah. And then... And this river, in the depths of it, it's quiet and it's calm. I used to hang out in the river a lot. And, you know, it's like, kind of like you just sink beneath everything and let everything flow. Just let everything flow. It's, go- it's all going exactly where it needs to take you. You know, it's all going exactly where it is. And, that, and when I say that, I mean letting your expression flow. See? A lot of times, you know, people close off because they're trying to let everyone else flow. And it's like, let your expression flow. Just let it flow. You see it. You feel it. Nothing that you say or do can be wrong. 
You know, you see and feel and watch, notice the interactions. You know, I was having a really fun conversation on Facebook on a group called Radical Unschooling. You know, it's a group of parents that unschool their children, right? So one of them asks a question on there. So I get a notification about that when they ask a question. And she's like, what do I do? My three-year-old is saying, God damn it. I don't really mind, but I'm really afraid of what other people are, how other people are going to take that. And, you know, I relate a story about my son who, when he was four, like between four and six years old, he said, fuck you to everyone, just about. I have a few friends he didn't say it to. Everyone who, who had a certain energy, like they were an adult and he's a kid. I don't know what the energy was, but the energy play was, but just about everyone got a fuck you out of him. Um, if they tried to say hi to him, fuck you. If they try to touch him, fuck you. Hit him even if they try to touch him. He couldn't believe that. People would just walk him and try to touch him. And, and so, and, and so I, re, I relayed the story on there uh, about how, you know, I noticed worry about how people would react to that. And, um, and, and instead of pursuing worrisome thoughts, I just got the sense of worry and I, and I didn't uh, let it go anywhere. So when he would say, fuck you to people, and they would look at me like they're waiting for me to do something about that, you know, I just let them know that's between you guys. That doesn't really involve me. Like, I'm not even in this conversation. <laughs> so, you know, the funny, the funny thing is, uh, and, and, you know, and, 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 you know, the thing, is, the thing for me, too, is, you know, when they look at me, a lot of the times, you know, they'd be really curious about that, and then they'd be go, well, oh, yeah, if she doesn't mind, I don't mind. Okay, no, no problem. Fuck you too, you know. <laughs> That's how most people, and you know, some people would, some people would get annoyed, and they'd. Uh, they they'd say something to us like we're condoning something that's not, that's mean or something like that, and uh, and and you know and just just saying okay you know thanks for letting me know that and um, yeah and and then they come around later like they you know people tend to appreciate freedom like that he's just free he just like a little kid he's a little tiny kid he's like four like between four and six I would say. He would be. Mm. We, we we nickname you him the fuck you man because <laughs> he's always saying fuck you to everyone. <laughs> I asked him one day. I said, "Why do you say fuck you to everyone?" And he says, "Cause I don't like them." And I'm like, "Okay, there we are." <laughs> you know, that's how he feels. That's the expression. It's just a natural expression. He feels like he doesn't like them. That's what comes out. So on his own, he just stops saying fuck you anymore. Right. So I asked him one day, I'm like, hey, you stopped saying fuck you, I noticed. And he said and he said, yeah, I just didn't want to say that anymore. And I was like, OK, cool. So he's still but he's still he'll it, he will show a fuck you a person. You know, I've been over to the uh, farmer's market with him recently. And and one sweet friend of mine comes up and he's talking to me a little bit. And my son gets a load of the conversation he's having with me. And then he asked my son, can I ask you something? And my son goes, no. <laughs> okay. He looks at me and I'm like, yes, that's what he said. 
<laughs> it used to be fuck you, so <laughs> no, it's pretty cool. <laughs> but you know, it's like it's like the ladies on there loved it because it's like you can just like see how just freedom to have the expression, and you know that's what's really being asked for for you too. It's just like freedom to have that expression, whatever it authentically seems to be. You're not needing to control anything that comes out of you any kind of you know it, it's funny because some people will kind of well uh, will try to catch me in things you know like it, like you know because i'm a fucking idiot so people try to catch me in things and i'll be like but that's not about me <laughs> whatever comes out of this is not actually about me it's the same as anything that comes out of that or that or that or that or anything else you know don't pin that on me you're having a perception you're having a dream and then, you know, it's like, I don't, the, the thing is, I, I don't want to pin anything on anyone either because that's just a t- an attack on the structure that I made, the stories that I weaved here, you know. It's like, the, it's like these stories uh, are, are, are protected by thoughts that say, this is me and I have to protect me, this image of me. You know, I don't have that so much. I love being embarrassed. That's one of my favorite things. (laughs) I don't take myself seriously, that's why. You know, it's like when someone wants to come come over and attack my character, I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. I agree. Thank you. It's it, it's not it's not personal. The character you is not personal. I know people cringe at that. It's like, oh my gosh, but I'm a goddess. It's like, okay, if you say so, and still, that's flimsy because you made it up. You're not anything that can be defined. That's why I'm so irreverent. You know, people don't get it sometimes. I refer to myself as a broad all the time. I'm just irreverent to the form. It's not, uh, it's not meaningful, but that doesn't mean you're not sweet to it, too. I take care of this broad, <laughs> right? I don't project my condemnation onto her shit. It's not her fault. She's a fucking idiot. She's made in separation. <laughs> She's supposed to be that way. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> It's just like, you know, when you learn to love yourself anyway, that's when you can love everyone else. See? My ex-boyfriend used to say, even about, it was really adorable, about people, about people that had done, like, you know, stories of egregious shit. He would be like, what a turkey. And it just really helped. Mm -hmm. You know, like, my choice of words was usually like, some bitch or motherfucker. And he'd be like, they're just turkeys. We're just all turkeys. And I was yeah. like, it's just a nicer way to be just all yeah. just turkeys. Yeah, I like that. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, a, you know, through, uh, through all the form, through all the form that you get a perception of, that's consciousness playing out. That's, that's your stories that you weaved playing out. And it's all for fun. The learning is meant to be fun, too. See, you, 
you know, I said earlier, you have to have challenges. If you don't have challenges, you can't notice your shadow. Your shadow can't be made apparent to you so that you can transform it. But the thing is, you don't really have to be challenged. You accept that the ego is challenged. The ego is what's challenged because the ego does not want the shadow transformed. The ego wants to keep the shadow. You actually don't give a shit about anything that goes forward in this world, only that the ego taught you that you do. Taught you that you do care. You do mind whatever goes forward in the world. You actually don't mind. So I was on the phone with a credit card person because apparently um, someone tried to buy like 4000 bucks worth of shit at Nordstrom with one of my credit cards using my social security number. So uh, Nordstrom, is on the, I'm on the phone with Nordstrom and they tell me I have to have a new card and I'm like, okay, you know, I have a card set up for like automatic shit and stuff like that. So you go, you go in and you do all the automatic shit again and everything like that. Um, so, it, so she goes, and we're going to have to cancel your whole account. So you're not going to have access to any of your past statements, you know, just to be sure, just to be sure for security purposes. And I go, that does not sound right to me. Like I've been, you know, having credit cards for like 30 years and I've been through the fraud things. They've never had to cancel my whole account. What is up with that? I'm like, isn't being without my credit card punishment enough? And then, and then I laugh. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just playing. I was like totally playing. I was just playing into the part. I just felt like doing it. So, <laughs> so she laughed and then we started talking about Hawaii. <laughs> and then she goes, and then she goes, I'll tell you what, we don't really have to cancel your account. If you feel safe with it, you're all good. And I'll tell you what, I'll expedite your card over to you too. <laughs> And, you know, we just had such a lovely conversation. She said, let's just, let's just be safe and put this thing, uh, this code on your account. So you, you access your account easier. You get to us faster. I'm like, oh, thanks. That's really nice. You know, it's like, it, it's like noticing the, the habit because my habit is to get super frustrated with people on the phone and stupid, just stupid bullshit. You know, it seems like stupid bullshit, right? Like, that's what it seems like, right? But it's not. It's actually a divine encounter. Right? Like your your interaction with person on the other end of the phone is a divine encounter for one. So I like to play with them. You know. Sometimes I get all dramatic and then I just start talking about how it's not really true or you know. Whatever. Whatever comes forward. They're in customer service, so they're used to that shit. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, just noticing your your habits, your patterns, and calling them out too. Like you know, I told my um, web design guy who's to, who's moving my um, store, Miracle Botanicals, over to Shopify. I told him, look, at the outset of this thing, I've done this like five or six times since we've had Miracle Botanicals switching web platforms, and every single time, I end up feeling completely screwed by the deal. I told him, <laughs> I go, this time, I don't even give a shit what happens. I'm just going to be watching that because the, because right at the outset, like I had an email exchange with him where I go, 
holy shit, you didn't, I don't know what the, what it was or something, but it, it made him like super defensive. So I told him right away, I go, look, I have this pattern. I don't even care how this goes. I know you're awesome. Um, I'm totally watching that pattern just so you know. And it's so funny because he has been so freaking accommodating on it, on everything. He just goes, you know, he'll go, no, this is your responsibility. And I'll go, I'll email back and go, this is not what I expected. I would like to speak about this. And then he'll email me back and go, never mind. I'm just going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because it looks like I'm manifesting. It looks like I'm getting what I want. And like, I don't even give a shit. You know, it's like, really, I, I, I sincerely do not mind how it goes. It could turn into be a complete heap of shit because I know that nothing on the surface even makes any sense. It doesn't matter to me. See? So it's not like this, you know, I use the perception to prove if I'm successful or something. You will get your ass kicked for that. That's called pride. That is called pride. You know, I just like to notice the fluctuations. I like to notice how things are fluctuating. You know, it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's kind of like I'm a bit of a scientist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you're doing experiments. Mm-hmm. It's like you're noticing how you are with the energy. So I'm noticing how mm-hmm. authentic you are. Um, it's noticing how willing you are for it to go any way that it goes. You know, um, it depends on if you're if you're willing to use it for something other than getting something in the world. I mean, sure, there's excitement. Sure, there's a an apparent desire to have a new website, and that's why I would find myself on an apparent journey to find a web dude and do all this bullshit that means nothing, right? So all of those hopes they're synonymous with doubt. You know, it's just, it's the same thing. It's really the same thing. They're meaningless to me. They're just allowed to play out though. They're not resisted. You know, the, the programming plays out in your awareness and that's how you find out who you are. You notice how it plays out. You notice how you feed into it with belief, with feeling. Noticing when you refuse to take relief. Oh my goodness. I was just in my home today. I was typing a message to someone on my phone and I was sitting and I noticed myself feeling tension. There was a lot of activity. I could hear lots of people. There were people working in the, in in the front part of the house. I could hear people walking around. There was all kinds of energy like this and I could just sense like this uh almost like the the inner core just kind of like tensing up try to pay attention to what I'm writing in this and be that and be in that kind of focus and then my husband came around and 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 he touched me and he kissed me and all of a sudden I just like came out of it all of a sudden everything relaxed from the core just relax and still be able to type to the person. It's not anything like that. It's not anything. You can't see anything. No one around me sees anything go on. I don't notice anything. I'm still able to type the, to the person. It's just from a different sense. It's like when we're not aware of how everything feels and we're not sitting in that space, 
of being an observer of this instead of in this. That's why I often say we're not in these bodies. We're not incarnated. We're not. We seem to be incarnated. That's a different thing. This image is arising in us. And it's no separate from the whole image. It's not, it's not even one bit separate from that. It's just one thing. That's why it's like this, uh, this specialness, these labels that we put on ourselves. it's like a specialness uh, kind of thing. That's why I'm so irreverent about things, about death, about, about names, labels, statuses, any of, any of it, any of it. The only thing that, that, uh, deserves my reverence really is reality, truth, God, love, not anything or body or anything of the world. You know, we're not, uh, we're not, meant to be in awe of one another. Because we're the same. See? The being in awe is separation. The sense of less than or more than, it's the same. I mean, anyone can have relief at any time because it's just one simple choice. It's just one simple choice for relief. So nice. Just be like, I just now I'm like, I stop. I'm like, I am making this up. I'm like, fucking thank God. Thank God. And then I'm like, oh. God, this is fun. Oh my God. For a second I thought there's like, oh my, this, all this stuff was happening. And you see how everything you do and say is fucking awesome. In that sense. Yeah. It's so great. It's so great. (laughs) <laughs> to the to the mind that judges you we're all fucking idiots yep. <laughs> who cares you can't convince anyone that it's any different once they made their mind up people need to have the perceptions they need to have of you it's perfect mm-hmm. do, do you find that maybe it's kind of what you're talking about a minute ago that as as you're willing to see that it's all kind of meaningless chaos, that it starts to look like chaos? Or is that like a, are you, like, because before I, I think I had the sense that things were like leading to other things and there were all these like yeah. causal relationships. Right. And now the the level of just like, and it's not chaos even in a negative sense when I'm in that mood than it is, but it can also just be play and surprise when I'm feeling more trusting about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, the things straighten out. They just keep going like chaos. <laughs> well, it is chaos, and yeah. you get comfortable within the chaos. Mm-hmm. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's it, it's like uh, it's like you you got this sense of chaos. Uh, sense of the world is sense of chaos, mm-hmm. right? You're getting this sense, but you see something that's operating behind the chaos, and that's kind of like what the uh, the scientific part of it is like, you know, it's like you're seeing, you're noticing how the chaos is being made, how you're playing into the, the game, you can say. 
you know, the, the what we consider the life, it's such a game. And, you know, there are people who know how to play the game. And the interesting thing is when people learn how to play the game, they get approached by the ego to use that in a certain way. When people are ignorant, you can just control them. You can, if that's your intention. If you know what's going on in this game. And you want to use it like that, you can. It's not helpful. You know, it's, it's like all the riches and goods of the world are offering, are offered to you. But see, it just leads to death. All that just leads to death. And even the spirit guides that speak from that vibration promise eternal life. They promise all the riches of the world, all the control plus eternal life, even. But Yogananda, when he talks about, you know, being, uh, I can't remember, in autobiography of Yogi being approached by, you know, like, the, as mm-hmm. these, these tons of spirits start to come and promise all these yes. things want to align and like, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, it's, it's like, uh, it's like if you, if you know, you know, if you know in your heart what truly leads to eternal life, you're not going to go for that. So a lot of people, uh, a lot of people find out about this and think that there's nothing beyond this, though. They don't realize that there is a real world that's made for them and all of us that's beyond this that we made. So whatever we can acquire in this world is all the same. It really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter whether you live the life of a, of a beggar or a the Pope, for instance, that fucker's living in luxury. <laughs> right? It, it, it doesn't really make a difference, like, with which one is your life. This drive to attain, that's something that we learned. Let's drive to attain a bunch of things or attain notorieties or just attain something in the world. That's something that's learned. That doesn't bring us anything. So uh, so a big part of it is convincing the people, convincing the ones that are in delusion who don't know how the game is played that they too want want riches. This is what you want. You want to keep your job, right? You want, you know, you want the goods of the world. You want the goods then you'll then, then you'll let us control you. People are agreeing to it in droves. They love it. That's the mind. See? And it's not like uh, anyone needs to be convinced of anything. It's perfect that people are agreeing to it. Because it's your dream. And it's an awakening mind. So in your dream, you're even going to have the perception of other people awakening. As you relax your perception, like they're not lost. They're definitely not lost. They're, they're just like you, completely found. And, you know, this whole thing is over. It's already over. 
We're just playing things out. No one needs to learn anything that's not naturally already in their curriculum. It may or may not come through you, but that's doesn't, that doesn't need to even involve you, really. It's just a matter of allowing yourself to be at peace, for yourself to receive the peace. That joyful advice, you could say, from your inner guide, from the inner voice. what's inspiring it's it's the absence of fear kind of like what would you do today if you weren't afraid of anything you see and you just kind of like watch how it, the whole thing unfolds and it's just really fun it's like they say all fear leads to the fear of death yes you go what if every time there's a fear and it's always leads to a death scenario Yes. 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 And that's why people get stuck in, you know, stuck in stagnation. And no one is ever really stuck, but they keep on making the same choice over and over again. So it's totally voluntary. That's why no one's stuck. <laughs> it's like the same thing over and over again. No, I won't see that. No, I won't see that. I won't look at that. I won't look at how that makes me feel. Kind of like the mind is the captor in all of this. Like it's the jailer, you know. Say no, no, that's too scary. Or you have to keep on doing this. The thing is, you don't have to keep on anything because there's only this instant. And because of your power in the in the instant, everything can change for you in an instant without even you seeming to change what it seems like you're doing. It's just that everything changes to where it's like so magical. Like just watching your hand uh, go to get a bowl off the counter. Just like, it's magical. The whole thing is. This projection of these patterns and it's like you got this whole uh, structure and you got like fingers that seem to like, grip things and stuff like that. It's like, wow, what a magic trick. And, and, you know, you would notice what a magic trick it is and how amazing it is if you just weren't caught up in stories about your life. (laughs) I was talking with a friend about how it's so silly, sadness. Like when people act sad, They're always, always faking it. And so are you. Anyone acts sad, they're faking it. I can see right through it. So we're talking about that. How it's always completely fake. And then one of my friends goes, starts talking about how she's uh, not doing what she wants to be doing in her life. And she starts crying and stuff. And, um, like right after we're talking about that, it was so amazing. And, um, I don't know what I said, but something about sadness being completely make believe. 
She has to be faking it. She has to be faking it right now, basically. With tears and everything. My friends. <laughs> My other friends sitting on the other side of me is like, whoa, this is deep for me. <laughs> and then we just had like a really mellow conversation about it. I was even sitting up and when the words came out of me, I flopped back. Just to like relax more as the words are coming out. <laughs> and, uh, and we just had like a real mellow conversation about it. And um, yeah. Uh, and then there was a seeing. Oh, how I do this to myself. I make it like I should be, you know, introduce myself. Yeah, I'm so-and-so. I live such-and-such. I hate living there. Oh, that's awesome. Nice to meet you. <laughs> so, one awesome aspect of, uh, you know, being able to choose for yourself is like you can decide wherever you are is the most awesome place to fucking be because you're there. Right? You can just decide that. It doesn't matter where it is. It's the most awesome place to be. There, you know, and it's, it's, it's true. There's no way you could be anywhere else in this dream right now. There's no way you could be anywhere else right now. But when you make it like it's not good enough, it's not giving you what you want, then you can't learn from it. You can't learn from the experience. You can't take those reactions and use them for something. Oh, I'm so sad. That's a distraction. Mm -hmm. You're not sad about that. You're sad that you're not seeing. You're not sad that you don't live in the right place. You're sad that you're not seeing what's making you sad. You're refusing to look at what's making you sad and believing in what you think it is that's bringing up that feeling. Does it get resistance? Yes. Well, the feeling is intense. The sadness is intense because it's a sadness over something that really, really means something to you. Not anything in this world. That sadness is over something that actually means everything to you. Okay? That's why you're sad. Because you think you just lost everything. And then you covered up that thought with this world and make it seem like you're resisting things in the world. Like you're resisting where you live, for instance. I was resisting my stove this morning. That was fucking awesome. So I was making bagels. I ventured, yeah, I ventured off into bagels. It's amazing. Oh my God. I love it. Oh, I'm, I'm doing it again tonight. I did it last night. I'm doing it again tonight. So, oh, it's so fun. Oh, so. <laughs> Next time I'm going to make my own cream cheese. Okay, so anyways, um, I put all the bagels. I made 16 bagels because I was making bagels. I was making bagels and locks for my employees today. Every first Friday, Miracle Botanicals, I do cooking. So lots of bagels today. Um Tony makes kick-ass coffee, too. 
So I have two trays. There's eight bagels in each tray. So I'm, I have the oven going um, and I go and I boil all the bagels because the first step is boil all the bagels. Boil them for a minute on each side and then you put them on sheets. So I boiled all the bagels and I put them on sheets. And then when I went to put them in the oven, the oven only supports one of the cooking sheets. So then I'm like, hmm, I wonder if my bagels, having been boiled, are all cool, chilling out here on the counter, wet, for 25 minutes before they go in the oven. And then I go, it's weird that when I started baking, now that I started baking, I have the worst oven I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and my husband, my husband goes, oh, honey, don't be so hard in the oven. I'm like, you're right. Oven. We're we're in you know we're in relationship with everything. It's funny, and it's like and it's like that's what I that's what I mean by I'm an idiot because I play into delusion all the time, just like everyone, right? And it's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's not like oh now punish yourself, flog yourself ten times. It's like you just notice and you just change your mind, and it's fun. That's what makes it a fun game. That's what makes it a fun, playful, light, curious game. You just enjoy it. Like, you know, I find myself like, really, there is a feeling about the oven. Gosh. <laughs> and, you know, my husband already said, you know, uh, like when I, to- I told him, you know what, I'm, I-, I think I'm done with this oven. And he goes, well, why, what are you waiting for? Why don't you just get another oven? Do research and do another ov- get another oven. And I'm like, I don't know. I just want to complain about this oven, I guess. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's not a matter of what you do or even what comes. It's like I don't have to police myself. Like I see a lot of people doing that. I don't, have to, I don't have to police myself. All I have to do is get the message from everything. Just being aware, being aware and getting the message. Right? Just getting the message from it. Knowing what it is. Not believing it. Like there's really something wrong with an oven. There isn't even an oven. There isn't even the baking. It's just making a perception. It's just like giving a hook. And the hooks, you know, you look at it, they're very, very gentle. And here's the thing, too. If you can see through those gentle hooks, it takes away a lot of your need for uh, more intense hooks to get your attention. It's like you got to get, it's like your spirit's got to get your attention somehow. And your spirit will get your attention in the gentlest way possible. It's just that, you know, you get used to condemning things. Um, one, one story that really illustrates it, I had a man come visit my house before, and he was already down on Hope Johnson. He did not think she was awesome. Um, <laughs> driving an SUV, having kids that say fuck you, yeah. right? <laughs> not, not a fan of Hope Johnson. <laughs> So he, somehow, I don't know why, he was at my house. I forgot what he was doing there. But he came over to my house, and, you know, he was just, like, talking shit on Hope Johnson to Hope Johnson. I thought that was awesome. (laughs) I always enjoy those ones. Those are the funnest. So, (laughs) So he goes outside, and he goes to take a pee outside as he's leaving, right? And he steps in some shit. 
And so then he's cussing and stuff. And uh, he wipes off, uh, he gets all the shit off of him. And then he goes to my car and apparently he had his windows down. He bought beef and my cat had gotten into his beef and (laughs) ate the shit out of his beef. And then he, there's my cat right there. So he kicks my cat. And then he's like, he looks at me and he's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. And I was like, that's okay. You couldn't help it. Uh, Are you okay? And he goes, I guess this is what you're talking about. I guess this is what you're saying. It happens. You start going on a negative train and there's all these negative things keep on until you're kicking a cat. Well, yeah, exactly. Thank you to my cat for being such a good teacher. That was awesome. Was it a candy cat? No, no. This was a, this was a, this was a different cat. This was a badass cat that okay, could totally take on. a kit. I'm telling candy. you. Oh. No, candy probably wouldn't really. <laughs> Poor Candy. No, Couldn't even imagine that. No, this cat, this cat was like, whatevs. <laughs> Where's the next one coming from? That beef was good. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> yeah, cat conspired to help teach a lesson, apparently. <laughs> but, but that's just, you know one example and you know it was really it was, it was really magical how that played out like right, right in front of our eyes like that you know like so fast like that like it was like boom 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 right he's talking you know he's talking to this i you know i'm always on facebook to telling everything telling people everything right so he sees that and he's like i totally disagree i'm gonna go tell her about how i disagree with everything and then the whole thing just plays out right there and he's like oh oh okay i see what you're saying <laughs> You know, it doesn't always play out that quickly like that, but it, that's how it, it does play out. You know, it's like as you are negative on something, that's why I'll be so quick to go, gosh, I'm grateful for the stove, <laughs> right? Oh, God. Oh, thank you for helping me. Basically, stove, you know, uh, uh, from a baker's perspective, you are a piece of shit. But you know what? I love you. <laughs> and I'm really grateful for you helping me because you help me. And that's how everything is. Everything helps me. Did so. turn out okay? Oh, the they were all spectacular. Oh, awesome. They were all great. I yeah. Apparently it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. I left you on a cliff. Oh, everyone was, everyone was so freaking stoked. And you know what the thing is? I think they're even going to be better next time. I think they are, uh, because I noticed something I could have done differently at the beginning. And so I'm like, yeah, okay, I think I can even, like, make it smoother. And uh, they were so good. I'm going ex- to start experimenting with things like salt. That's one thing I want to do, like a salted bagel. Everything bagel. Oh, gosh, you guys. Oh, my goodness. I just love baking so much. Enlightened bagels. Oh, my friends who ate my bagels, they said that they were definitely healing bagels. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing, you guys. I had one friend who came back and told me he got completely sick off my bread. He said he had a, a, a um, stomach ache right after eating my bread. He must have been allergic or something must have been wrong. And I was like, that's the healing. That's the thing. Like, you just know. It doesn't matter if someone's like this or that. It's like... 
It is that because I say so. That's it. And, and, and if, you get a, if you get some kind of a, a reaction, that's not from the bread. That's from your belief. And the bread's helping you to see through it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you have gratitude for everything. And everything it is, everything it is that you take into your body, you can decide it's healing. Not because of what the world says on it or the stats or the macro or the micronutrients. If you do it with that kind of knowledge, that's a foolish knowledge. That's how it comes back to bite you in the ass. <laughs> See? If you deem it healing, then it's always healing for eternity. But if you use knowledge of this world to make it out to be healing, guess what? The opposite's coming. Isn't that fun? You see that play out all the time. I don't know if you guys remember when eggs were really bad for you. They'll kill you if you eat eat eggs. Remember the story? (laughs) Remember that? And then what happened? Doctors start telling people, you know what? I think you really should eat some eggs. They're good for you. And that just goes back and forth for eternity. Yeah, for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> well, not for eternity, but forever. They are, they are different in my mind. Uh, forever, can, forever can actually end because you see past for, forever. You know, forever is what, uh, is what the ego's plan is for, the, for this uh, incarnation story. As long as you uh, buy into the story that there are incarnations, then you want to continue them, right? People talk about their next life and all that kind of stuff. No. Keep on going. Get another incarnation. Well, you know, the thing is, though, when you're saying no like I that know. and you're kind of whiny and shit. <laughs> it just came out like a fart. There was nothing I could do. Yeah, like, it's no. just yeah, it's just there. That's <laughs> that's perfect though. We want it. We want it to come out like uh, a fart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. That, that you know, that sense of like no, like like dread, I don't want another life, you know. Uh, look at it look at it like this. The life is so enjoyable because of what it's for that you don't need to be minding how long it takes. Because with you using it for what it's meant to be used in the way it's meant to be used, it's glorious. You don't mind it. It's not tiring you out anymore. Like, oh, I'm tired of this life. Can I just die already? That's where, that's where it gets to, you guys. You know, you've probably seen like grandparents and shit. My, my grandma, I experienced that with her for the last 20 years. She's like, can I just die already? God, can I get, can I get over this now? Can I just die now? <laughs> like all the fun is done, right? All the fun is done. You hear of people that uh, commit suicide because they, they decide that all the fun is over in their life. And, you know, that's like looking at your life from a totally different perspective than what it really is, like what it's really meant for. It doesn't matter if you have no arms, no legs, you're only a torso. You're having a good-ass time. It doesn't matter if everyone is against you. Seems to be. No one's ever against you. Because if you know no one's ever against you, the ones that seem to be against you, they're just kidding. It's really fun. Hmm. They're really just kidding. They're playing a part. At the end of it, everyone's like, good job. Thanks for acting like you were against me. Good job. Thanks to, thank you for acting like you had authority over me. Good job. That was fun. 
that's why I know, like, you know, people who are on the scene, like Michelle, um, doing, like, police reports and stuff like that, can do it with a party vibe. With a happy, friendly, hey, we're bringing the goods. We're bringing the good stuff here. Because it doesn't matter. It's not the good thing to do. It's not like it's the right or the wrong thing to do. It's not like uh, it matters if uh, you seem to take any side in the world. It doesn't seem, you know, like, like at this point in time, the way it's set up, it's as if you wear a mask, you're on one side, you don't wear a mask, you're on another side, right? It's like, if you, if you comply, you're on one side. If you don't, you're on another side, right? And you, you don't have a fucking choice in it. You are going to be expressing on one side or the other. <laughs> it's just like, you're, you're, you're just like thrust into duality by your choice. It always is. Look, if you, if, if you perceive yourself deciding to wear a red shirt, you've just rejected the blue one that's next to it. This duality. Okay? It's not about judging the dualistic movements in the world, which they are all dualistic. If you go left, is that left? Yeah. If you go left, you rejected right. You didn't go right. <laughs> you went left. Duality, again. And whatever you choose, you didn't choose a whole bunch of other shit. Right? Those, th- none of that stuff is meaningful. None of, none of that, none of those choices are meaningful. They don't mean anything. They could be anything. The only choice you make is, is that's ever meaningful is one choice between two alternatives. Okay? Love and fear, that's right. And it's fearful to evaluate your words or your actions. That's a fearful movement in the mind. Okay? That's why we repeat over and over again how you're not a doer. How none of these things are meaningful. Allowing it to be natural. Trying to control yourself, trying to control your behavior or your your words. You know, there seems to be... uh, Spiritual and unspiritual words. They seem to be like little games like that. I love all the games. I just, I, I love to play in them. It's, it's the most, it's the most fun. Uh, it's the most fun that can be had in a dream. Just playing the game. Letting yourself just be expressed. Letting everything be expressed. Not trying to evaluate everything. Letting yourself, uh, uh, letting yourself flow into different, uh, uh, di- different uh, mindscapes or whatever. But always coming back. Always coming back to what's true. You know? Even when, even when you're focusing on a recipe, let's say, like when I'm focused on a recipe in the kitchen, that's like, 
there's a lot of opportunity for awareness there. Because it's like, like I say, you can always uh, relax more. I don't mean for that to be like cliche, you know. It's like when you're following a recipe, let's say, and you're baking something, you're going to notice the tension building. That's how it is. When you're focused on something worldly, a thought pattern, anything like that, Michelle working on your computer, same thing. You're going to notice tension building. So you're only just coming back to a gentle pause within your mind. So you become aware of your hands, what they're doing, your breathing. You maybe even become aware of some pulsing, you know, just in allowing yourself to become aware, it naturally relaxes you. And you can sense the relaxation. Remember, your body is symbolic, so you can, you can sense the mental relaxation you've allowed for yourself in the body's energy field. It seems like the body is relaxing. There isn't a body, and that's why I say it seems like. You know, I like to keep on saying that because even though, you know, we might get a massage and, wow, the body seems like it's really real. It's got all this tension buildup in it. Um, there's some places where it's really hard, some places where it's really tender and stuff like that. And it's just a sense. We get a sense of all these places. They're actually a projection of tenderness, hardness, things like that in the mind. They're not bad. You don't need to get rid of any of the hardness in the body. It's just a matter of touching it gently. You know, sometimes it could be firmly, but gently, but nothing like excruciating. Just in touching it gently, you're always touching it with your awareness. You know, the person doesn't even have hands. When they seem to use hands to touch you, they're touching you with their awareness. And you're being touched with with awareness. And if you will tune into what's going on there, you'll see how you're getting information that way. That's how you're, you're getting information and it's kind of like tunes you into how you can relieve yourself of some deadness and tension, um, and, you know, uh, dormancy and it's all mental qualities, but it reflects in the physical. See, so everything getting used like that, you're not trying to get rid of some tension per se, but you're looking, you're seeing what's there for you. And in opening up just to the sensation, you know, I'm talking about whether you're involved in working out, massage, self-massage. I mean, it's even nice to just hang out and like, and kind of like, you know, start massaging your neck and just notice and just taking a moment to just notice how that feels and sense some relaxation and then go back to it. You know, these are all just suggestions and consciousness you have the space for so much self-care and relaxation that you're not aware of because your mind is busy see it's not like it's not that your body needs release from tension because you don't have a body but your mind needs relief that's what makes it tiring that's why it's like oh I'm tired. That's all that makes it tiring is not getting the relief that you need.
when people get so tired, they get insomnia, what they call insomnia, where it seems like they're not sleeping, right? They're feeling so tired, just not sleeping. Oh, I'm so tired, but my brain won't shut off and stuff like that. And see, then there's making that into a problem on top of it. So it just gets wilder and wilder. People go all on with this thing they call insomnia for like decades. They try all kinds of medication and do all kinds of different things. And it's like, you know, the label itself is a distraction. It makes it into something that it's not. It's, a, it's always a blessing if it seems like you can't sleep. You know, if it, if it seems like you can't sleep, it means you don't need any sleep at that moment. That's how it is. But there are certain lessons that are coming from that. There are certain lessons that need to come from that. And if you can't just be quiet and, and enjoy the darkness and basically your consciousness... that's what makes people so anxious it's like oh my gosh my consciousness I have to sit here with my consciousness oh fuck (laughs) you know I had the hardest time when uh, I was probably like I don't know maybe in my 20s or something maybe in my early 30s but I went to the river with my husband and oh my god the whole weekend I was not sleeping and there was nothing I can do but lay there. There was nothing. Because we're like at the river. It's dark. There's nowhere to go. So I just laid there. And that was like my first like forced meditation. <laughs> and I learned over the years to be super grateful when I find myself up in the middle of the night. Oh my goodness. I'm just like, oh, I'm so grateful. And uh, the one quote in a, in a Course in Miracles always comes to me, too. When I think I'm worried about how much energy I'm going to have the next day, that one that says, energy doesn't come from sleeping, it comes from awakening. So I use that period for what it's meant, for what all time is meant to be used for. <laughs> it's not meant to be used for worrying, unless you're an ego, which you're not. <laughs> but if you're identified as an ego, you'll use it for worry. You'll be tempted to use it for worry because you think worry can somehow benefit you. You know, if you know that you're entitled to a miracle in every moment, then wouldn't that be such a magical time? Just, there's nothing to look at. No one's demanding anything of you, apparently. Right? There's not a bunch of noise. There's not a bunch of people cruising around. Oh, my goodness. I'm so grateful that I'm up right now. What a magical moment to be perceiving this. Everyone's asleep and I'm awake. That's what happened for me in, the, in that ayahuasca ceremony. The one ayahuasca ceremony that I did. Oh my gosh. I was awake and everyone was asleep. 
It was so awesome. I was just playing with them. I'm like playing with the energy, you know? At one point, people are restless all around the room. They're feeling really restless. I could tell they're snoring, you know? And my mind moves to associate their restlessness as being outside of myself. And I go, oh, wait a second. That's all coming from me. All the restlessness that I perceive right now is coming from me. And then I forgot about that. I just forgot about that. And then maybe like five minutes later or something, I go, they're all quiet. (laughs) (laughs) They all quieted down. That's a trip. (laughs) It's so fun. It's so fun. It's like, it's a, it's kind of like, and it'll kind of like play. It'll kind of like go back and forth and play with you. Um, but that's how the perception is. It's just totally playful. No matter how uh, dire even it seems, it's just completely playful. And everything's asking you to play with it. Like even the pandemic, that thing's asking you to play with it. It's like asking you to have some fun with it. I love it. I've been encouraging people to take off those masks in the store. Like if you feel inspired to, not like you should, but if you feel inspired about it and you've been afraid to, because you're afraid of people, what people will say to you or anything like that, you know, like I'm just saying, hey, feel into that. You might feel like a real inspiration for, can I just live my truth? And if someone's going to have an issue with it, can I appreciate them? Can I appreciate my reaction to them? Can I appreciate their reaction to me? Can I appreciate our interaction? Can I just be free to be authentic and be a fucking free-faced motherfucker? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, there, there's this, there's been this story presented as if it's true, as if there's something wrong with you if you're not covering your mouth and nose. I had one police officer tell me, you know what the policy is right now, right? And I go, yeah, and I'm not under any policy. I never signed any agreement to be under any policy, okay? It's a, it's a funny thing. Because there's a sense like you will be doing something wrong if you just be yourself, free face. I don't like my son would my son would say if he didn't like something, he'd just be like, "No, I'm not. Fuck you. I'm not doing that." It's not. It's not right or wrong. It's not like that. It's not like you should or shouldn't or anything like that. What I've seen is a lot of people are going, I see the game being played here. I don't want to play into this anymore, but I'm afraid. See, that's where the fear is. That's the thing. It's not a matter of what you should or should not do. Look at that because you know what fear is? It's inspiration. So that's not considered resistance, right? When you say no. 
No. A no is a yes when it's genuine. You know, even fuck you is a yes when it's genuine. Fuck you, I'm not doing that. You know, you see, you see what I mean? You're like, uh, Rory's like, Hope, uh, you know, since you're my friend, you're obligated to come over to my house and uh, do, this, uh, do this thing for me or whatever. I'm like, fuck you, Rory, I'm not doing that. You know, uh, like instead of, well, I don't think that I should have to do that just because I'm your friend or get into a whole thing. He's like, you know, fuck you. I'm not doing that. I love you. Thank you for asking. <laughs> you know, one of my friends asked me, you know, sent me an email and asked me if I, I guess she had a falling out with a friend. So she asked me if I would, and that friend blocked her. So she asked me if I would go to that friend because I'm connected with her on Facebook and basically share the message of the other friend. And I was like, fuck no. <laughs> my friend's like thanks for letting me know yeah <laughs> you know you just know right away it's like no but it's not but you know it's not making a problem yeah it's not like i have to have an excuse i don't have to have a reason um i don't have to justify myself it's just like no i'm not doing that you know I, and i showed up at the police commission and i told the police commissioners no one has to wear a mask. Let's just get that really clear. Well, no one has to wear a mask. And they're like, well, why do you say that? And I go, well, for one, these are the only two breathing holes we have, and we're not slaves. And they're like, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's, like, it, it's like watching how the wool can be pulled over the general population's eyes, just watching how the wool can be pulled over like that, is symbolic about how the wool gets pulled over our eyes every day. I love you. Thank you for coming. It's symbolic of how, how the wool gets pulled over our eyes all the time. And that's all it is. It's symbolism. So it's like in noticing, okay, that's what it is. But see, there's this spiritual thing. There's kind of like a spiritual um, abuse people have been through. Um, and it's not, like, uh, it's not like anyone's been victimized or anything. It's just that we give ourselves these spiritual abuse kind of circumstances where people think like, you know, Rory had that question, like, is that resistance to say no? And it's like, it's resistance to yourself to say yes when you mean no, actually. It's resistance. You know, if you say, someone says, um, okay, wear a mask because um, we say, now we say that it prevents you from, get it, from passing an infection. And you happen to know because you read the research over 70 years that says the exact fucking opposite. So you see a game is afoot here. So you go, no, thank you. I'm not doing that. It's like, it's like if, you, if, it's, if it's your conscience playing out like that. And this reminds me of the Bhagavad Gita. Although in the Bhagavad Gita, I don't know if you guys are familiar. I probably need to tell a little story. Okay. So this dude, it's his duty to basically uh, be at war uh, and murder like all of his family. All these family members, not all of his family, but like half of his family, right? In this big war, this big war that's set to go down. So he's scared and he's crouching down and he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to, I don't want to do this. 
And, you know, Krishna comes to him and explains to him how this is his duty. Like, if he doesn't do his duty, all these other things, and he's going to go through a lot more suffering than even if he, like, killed all his, bat- all his family members or died on the, on the battlefield. He's going to go through a lot more suffering because he didn't do his duty, okay? Now, he had a heavy-duty duty, right? <laughs> right? Some of you, and you don't realize it, your duty is actually to take the fucking mask off. You don't realize it, though. Because it just doesn't seem like a, uh, that would be a duty. But here's the thing. If you, uh, if you know, like not all of you feel passionate about this. I'm not talking to all of you. If you know that this is a scam and you're going along with it, okay? You could say that might be not doing your duty. Check in. Because... <laughs> You know why I'm you know why I'm telling you? I don't give a shit what you do. You know why I'm sharing this with you? Because I know what the setup is for you. It's a lot of suffering. It's so much uh, it, it's it's uh, it's so much of a blessing to just live your truth, kind of like live from your heart, living your truth. And you know we've been so conditioned not to do that, including by the spiritual community, including just that you know act passive and shit like that. You know, passivity isn't like that. It's not an act. It's completely different. It's where you live exactly your truth, but you're not attached to shit. You're not mad. You're not angry. You're peaceful about it. You know, you're not starting shit. It's a peaceful worry. You can, you can basically say that. I think that is a really good way to put it because it's like we have uh, missions that get played out in the physical. I'm going to say again and again. You are not responsible for doing anything. So even when I'm sub- suggesting take the mask off, take it off within your mind, see if it comes off in the physical, it doesn't matter. It's this sense, this fear. You know, I talk to a lot of people about this. People are coming up to me now and they're telling me, hey, I'm over this. I'm done with this. Okay, what can I do? And I let them know, hey, you know what? You have to have your fear Release. You got to be released from this fearful thing, and you'll know exactly what to do. It may or may not involve wearing a mask. I have just seen this as a very common thing, a very common theme. People who work in stores are telling me, "Oh, I'm so sick of this." See, and it's like this is a theme, you know, that we play out. Oh, I but I have to do it. That sense is uh, that sense that I have to do it, and going along with that play like that is what is damaging to the psyche. I love you. Aloha. Can I share something? Yes. That? I've had so many, um, I've had so many, sorry, I've had a lot of uh, employees say thank you. Yes. And um, I'm going to cry, but um, I had this one, when I was an ace and she was, she was printing a key, key for me and I was having a discussion with the manager and I was saying, I'm here in Aloha, please don't discriminate against me. And I was very grounded. And I said, I'll be, uh, you know, I'm going to be very quick. I'll be, I'll be in and out. And the lady was doing my key and she gave me, and then she, the manager checked me out. Because first, when I said don't discriminate, she, her eyes popped because she didn't realize. Mm-hmm. And I said it twice so she'd hear me. Yeah. And then when I, she checked me out and then I was leaving. And the, the lady, the employee who was doing my car, she was so happy. And she was like, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah. 
and Island Natural, same thing. Mm -hmm. um, I was giving them, I was serving them a notice. Yeah. And the employee, one of the employees walked outside when I left and said, thank you for coming. Yeah. So it's like, they are very grateful for us and, and we can do it in Aloha. And I'm actually going to, on Sunday, I'm going to write out uh, what to say and what to do and where to get the police report. So I'm going to have um, people for people who want to and feel that that's their kuleana, what they can do and how to, how to make it easy. Because it is take something. And I always pray before I go, you know, I am the light, I am the love, I am the truth. And I keep saying that mantra over and over again as I drive. I'm light, I'm love, I'm the truth. And I just breathe into that and then I just walk in mm -hmm. knowing that this is the right thing to do. And, and then I let whatever happened happen. Yeah. And if you, and you know, if you walk in there and they go, uh, yeah, oh, you have to wear a mask and you put your mask on. That's also the right thing for you to do in that moment. That's always, always is. That's how it is, you know? And it's like the more you, the more you touch into that part of you that's been conditioned out. This has been conditioned out of most people. I know the smartest people and the brightest people and that this aspect is conditioned out of people. Just kind of like, you know, this independence. This independence to just like be exactly who we are as we are and living our own truth. That has been conditioned out of people. Like it's not right to do that if the policy is this. See? Simple like that. And it doesn't mean anything and it doesn't matter. It always comes back to that. You know, you see what I mean? Like I'm talking about taking these, you know, it's like, it's like, Eyes wide open. Notice what's, what patterns are being playing. It's all patterns. It's all patterns playing. So even those who seem to be in a position of power who are using the, the play of patterns, who are using that play, they're also in need of your healing. Everyone needs that. Like healing your mind, healing your misperception is what changes everything. It helps everyone in all levels. Uh, the thing about, um, you know, the, the spiritual kind conditioning is to ignore things. And, you know, once I heard ignoring is ignorance too. You know, it's like trying to hide your eyes, trying to ignore, you know, and it's like, it, it's like notice what patterns are being played. Otherwise you get played into them. You get used in as a pawn for making a particular perception that a few want to make. Okay. Um, so you, you know, this thing with, uh, with everyone, everyone dressing up as if there's a crisis, you know what you guys that automatically trains the mind to project a crisis. Okay. You think they don't know they know. That's why it's a projected, all of this kind of stuff is projected. Look, immediately when it starts being announced that there is a dangerous virus, people can't help but go into fear mode. Fear is the cause of the disease, okay? And dressing up as if there's a contagious virus further perpetuates fear, okay? It's symbolic. It's a symbol. Everything is symbolism, See, so it's like, uh, it's like there's this, 
um, there's this conditioning to just be used as pawns to avoid conflict or, or losing a job or connections or something like that. And none of that stuff, none of it is meaningful. It's only the choice you're making to see, okay, I guess I just, I guess I just have to put up with this bullshit heard people say. Guess <laughs> yeah. I've put up with the bullshit. Are you kidding? This is the best fucking experience ever. You fucking party with the bullshit. And remember, like wherever you are, that's the most awesome place and point in time, point in, there's not even space, there's not even time. So wherever you find yourself, point in time, point in space, it's the most awesome place and time that can be because you're there. That's what makes it the most awesome. I love it. You know, I don't feel like I need to eat too. So like I'll go and I'll go, oh, that restaurant sounds good. Every once in a while I'll get a wild hair, you know, I'll go, oh, that restaurant sounds good. I go up there. If they don't want me to go there, I go, oh, no worries. Thank you. No, no problem at all. You know, maybe I'll be back later and check it out. And I just go. It's not like, fuck you guys for not. It's just like, no, that's not for me. Let's go somewhere else. The other day we were going, uh, last Saturday we were going for smoothie. I saw the signs. No mask, no service. I, I I didn't bring a mask in there with me. No one said anything to me. This is common. That's very, that's actually the more common thing. You watch White Magic Tiger walk around the world. He's what? barefoot in a loincloth. No, mat walks no mask. Walks ever. And his, right. the innocence on him is so strong yeah. that people can't even perceive. They're like, what am I beholding? <laughs> they're, already, they're already like. Magic uh, wild know? tiger. And then his eyes are all bright and he just goes, hi, brother. And like, they're just like, hi. And they're, and they, whatever he needs, like, here. It's really, it's quite, it's quite lovely. Yeah. Just, and they usually, they'll come out of the back. Like at the Indian place, yeah. they'll come out of the back and they're like, Tiger, and give him a big hug. Oh. And they're like, no shirt, no shoes, no service, no money. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. Like, why? Yeah. Like, cloaked in innocence. Like, that's what it feels like with him. You're just like, yeah. whoa, dude. And it's like, that's not put on. That's like, yeah. 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 You just know that you belong just as you are. Yeah. And that you're not buying into the. You're not buying into that stuff. And here's the thing. If you find yourself buying into it, just watch. It's not a judgment. That, uh, by any means, it's not a judgment. Just in watching how you're buying into it, you're going to see how across the board how you buy into different thoughts that make you small, <clears throat> that make you not powerful. Like as if, as if you're, uh, especially guys, I notice. You, you dudes are so fun. One guy was telling me, you know, I tried going without a mask because he heard, okay, I'm going to try going without a mask. And then a chick comes up and shames him and, oh, no, that mask is going right back on, you know. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I just can't take that being shamed by women. And I go, well, you know, here's, here's another way you could look at it if you want. She's just talking to yourself, her, herself and you're there to comfort her. So you're just kind of like, oh, thank you for letting, thank you for letting me know, and thank you for caring, you know. Thank you. I don't. One of my friends, one of my friends, just says, I don't have a mask. Thank you, you know. Let's see if you could just be sweet. It's fun. It's a game. Remembering you're in a game, and remembering that uh, you're learning how to play the game, 
is the most important thing. And you're using your knowledge, if you, if you do know how to play the game, you're using that knowledge, actually using the knowledge in every moment. There's learning how to play the game and knowing what it is. And I think maybe a lot of you have gotten there to where you know what the game is and you know how it needs to be played, but there's forgetting to play it in the moment because it seems like something else is way more important. So, you know, you could say you're always playing the game, but you're playing it by default if you're not aware of it. Yes. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, I was noticing when I was in Denver that there was so much happening. In my I was so distracted that I couldn't be with each moment and what the moment was asking for. And I was noticing how the proliferation of perception, drowning in it, I can't be with the learnings and the teachings. So they're just like, and every, and I'm just getting, you know, a wash where when I, in the sense was that I came back here and because I was able to be still and have less things happen. That I was yeah. like, oh, I was like, my gift to the world now, me, is just to be resourced enough to be present in the moment to show up fully so that I, you know, I'm there with my tools and my, and my clarity rather than just being like. Resource towel. Like, uh, aware. Yeah. Calm. Yeah, that is that is the resource. That is the only resource. So it doesn't really matter what seems to be going on in your life. You know, like some people are like, okay, when I'm in concrete, it's way, way harder for me. I'm in a concrete jungle. It's way, way harder for me to touch in. Well, look at it this way. Whenever you find yourself in a concrete jungle, that's the challenge. And challenges are so blessed because of what they bring. They bring this opportunity to exercise your gifts. And, that, and that's, why the, that's why when you, like, I get a sense of a, ch- of a challenge and I get so excited. You know, I get the sense that there's a challenge and I'm just like, yes, this is so good. And just in watching how it plays out, you know, uh, being a business owner, there's definitely a lot of different challenges that come up that seem like they're really real. You know, uh, one of them is like financial challenges. Like where the fuck is the money going to come from to keep on doing this, you know, and noticing the, and noticing the difference between those two energies, like where the fuck is the money going to come from to do this? And money isn't real and noticing the tension between those two and the game. And that's the challenge. It's freaking awesome. I love it. I love it because I keep on getting more insight, more joy and more peace through it. And, you know, it it just gets so much more revealed to me that, man, running out of money in a business could be the most awesome freaking thing ever. Like, I don't know. That could be the most that could be the best, most amazing experience. I have no idea. So, you know, it's like. Uh, there's no need to hold it in a place where, oh, this is bad or, oh, I need to worry about this. There's just nothing there to worry about. The worry is for that tension. It is for denying the thought that it's not meaningful. There is no money and that's not meaningful and your support and everything doesn't really come from that. So it's an interesting play because, you know, I've been saying this for years, um, you know, I have just been not worried about it and just seeing how it goes for, I don't know, like 25 years. And 
it's never been a problem. And I can't foresee it ever being a problem because of the trajectory of it. It's to reveal that money is actually meaningless. It's not a promise that I'm always going to have a certain amount of money at my disposal. It's only money is meaningless. And that is the relief in that, not in trying to get a certain amount or make sure I have this one particular thing. Like I heard one friend say, as long as I have uh, my yerba mate, that's the one thing I need. I'm like, it only takes one. It only takes one thing to make you suffer, you know? And it's like, it's like, it's like, oh no, one day you don't have your yerba mate and you're suffering. That's the lesson, you know, because you try to use something to say, if I have this thing, then I won't suffer. So it's always going to be giving you the opposite of that thing. Like even if you like are married, let's say you're married, you just adore your spouse so much. And it's like, as long as I have my spouse, I'm okay. As long as I have the spouse, I'm okay. Immediately the fear sets in and you start suffering. Even if you're with them. And then, you know, if they pass away before you, which 50-50 chance it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm like a major problem. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know if it's 50-50 chance. But, <laughs> but you know, apparently. <laughs> it's like be released of everything while you know while you seem to have it just in being released of everything you know it's not like i have to have like when my son came and said i'm getting the vaccination and then there was a sense of course the ego sense oh my god he might die from a blood clot or something like that there's just a willingness to let that be like, why do I want to interfere with his trajectory? Who am I to say how long he's supposed to be uh, appearing in my fucking projection, in my dream? Who am I to say? See, that's the silliness we get. We get these sillinesses with bodies. Oh, my son. It's like, my son is not a body. He's not really, he's not really my son like that. He's more like my brother. Um, but, it, it, you know, he's not limited to a body. So why would I want to limit it in him and put that on him? Like... You need to say, otherwise I'm going to be happy. You need to not die, otherwise I'm not going to be happy, you know. Um, so instead of a blood clot in his heart, he got it in his ass as a, hem- as a hemorrhoid, so that was fun. <laughs> Isn't that the sweetest? It's all better now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he say, like, thank you for not, like... No, he goes, he came back from the doctor, and he goes, I can't believe you guys haven't been making fun of me. And we're like, about, well, we're always making fun of him, but I can't believe you guys aren't making fun of me about this. And we're like, what? And he's like, well, you know, a hemorrhoid is a blood clot, and the vaccine is said to cause blood clots. And we're like, oh, well, better in your ass than in your heart, I guess. (laughs) Or what? For brain. Yeah. Yeah, so that was fun. (laughs) yeah and you know i know there's no really effects of a vaccine i know there's not really effects of a vaccine okay 
Um, that doesn't mean that I can't get the perception of someone passing away after having taken a vaccine. It's just that I'm not going to attribute it to the vaccine. I'm always going to attribute it to fear because that's the truth. Okay, that's all it could be. And no, you're not at fault for being fearful and dying. It's not like that at all. Uh, you know, you, you choose fear over love. And in that, you're teaching and learning too. Okay? And, and everyone benefits from everything that you seem to do. So, you know, it's like, it's like oh, you're just giving people permission to, uh, to commit suicide? Sure. It doesn't matter. And they don't have a choice, actually. And, and no, actually, I think that people hearing that actually leads to less suicides, not more. Because a big thing about suicide, a big sense of satisfaction is that it's pissing you off. Okay? That's a big satisfaction of it. Or it's making you upset because it's a sense that you can give someone your upset feeling. Look at the fantasy. It's just like that movie on A Christmas Story, right? The kid, uh, he has a fantasy that he goes blind and then everyone's suffering. And then he gets his just due because then everyone, you know, he, he, then everyone has to feel what he's going through and now they're sad like him. So that's the whole point of people committing suicide. They want to project. So you're like, yeah, you want to commit suicide? All good, you know? No one's going to be pissed at you here. You're good to go, you know? There's not a, there's not a sense like, uh, uh, like it's going to hurt you, okay? A, and a suicidal thought is an ego thought. It's an ego-driven thought. It's based on fear. It means to attack. If you're like, brother, anything you do only heals me, the incentive to kill yourself is gone, <laughs> I'm sure your suicide were to happen would be enlightening for me. So thank you in advance. <laughs> and that, you know, there was, there was one point in time where my daughter was acting like she was suicidal. And I say acting because no one's suicidal. They're just acting. I was acting like she was suicidal. And I was like, yeah, that's okay. I mean, you could do that. She's like, mom, I'm going to drive up a cliff right now. And I go, yeah, no, isn't that fun? I'm like, and, and it was so funny too, because I was just like chilling out. I was like, oh yeah, I'll take a mushroom chocolate. That sounds good. And then my daughter calls me and she's all, mom, I'm about ready to drive off a cliff. And I'm like, yeah, well, uh, I got a mushroom chocolate coming on right now. Uh, it's okay if you do that, but um, you're just going to be doing it again. You probably already did it a bunch of times. You're just going to be doing it again. It's okay if you want it. If you want to do it right now, mom, I'm so sorry. I've failed you. And I go, well, you're being pretty dramatic about it. You know, <laughs> I, I'm sure, I, I'm, I'm sure you're fine. I, I'm not going to be mad at you if you drive up the cliff, cliff right now. It's totally fine. <laughs> so anyways, she's still, she's still cruising. She didn't, she didn't drive off the cliff. And you know, after that whole thing, she's like, wow, thank you for, she always, she always thanks me for not making a big deal out of it after the fact. Right. Um, she always thanks me. She's like, wow, thanks for not making a big deal out of that mom. You know, uh, one time she had like, looked like gangrene maybe on her leg, on her knee. Right. She had this, she, she had got like this, this, uh, road burn on her knee or something. And, uh, and, and then she had a bandaid on it and she was going to school and she was a little thing off and people started telling her that she's going to have to get her leg cut off and shit like that. And, and I go, and I go, come here. And I was all like, I, I was all like, I know exactly what this needs. I already read about this. So I set her down, 
first of all, I take some lime and I just squeeze lime on it. And she's like, ah, I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Watch the next thing that comes really nice. Then I put honey on top of that. And then I put raw meat on top of that. (laughs) And then I put a bandaid on top of that. (laughs) She's like 14. She goes, she, she totally trusts me. My boys aren't like this. My daughter totally trusts me, right? She, to- she goes to school with meat on her, <laughs> on her legs. And she even tells the kids, she's like, isn't this fucking awesome? My mom just put like, my mom just put lime and honey and meat on my leg. And they're like, that's not going to work. You're going to get your leg cut off. And, you know, every day I'd just be like, oh, it's totally good. You're, you're totally all right. And sure enough, it just like totally healed up. It was like no problem at all, you know. And, and she's just like, you know, thinks it's the honey and the lime and the meat. I was like, no, that's just a really gentle remedy. It's belief. It's just like, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not fear. It's the opposite of fear. You see, it's like, it's like, there's this fear of uh, the worst case scenario. You're like allowing that to kind of like pass you by. That's what'll have you going to the doctor. Guess what happens when you go to the hospital with that shit? Probably get something cut off. Probably get some kind of shit cut off. You probably end up with a wicked ass scar. You know, it's like really gentle. That's part of the conditioning too, to just get scared and run to the doctor. Mm -hmm. Why do you think there's so many COVID cases? Everyone gets scared and goes to the doctor. They're afraid of dying. My one one friend though, uh, who I went to see, well, she thought she had COVID. She had other friends calling her and go, you better get to the hospital right now. You better get over there. And and I go, were you tempted? She's like, not at all. She's like, you know, dying here in my house just sounds so much better than the hospital with a tube shoved down my fucking throat. And I'm like, no kidding. Jeez, come on. <laughs> but that's the conditioning, though, to run out for some help. And it's like, no, it's like you've got it all within you. And it's not the things per se. It's just that it's like, it, it's like the belief. It's like the, and the, and the non-resistance, you know, non-resistance to it. It's like, okay, we're watching it and um, washing it and watching it and loving it up. Yeah, that's so cute. They're so fun. And they do it like right around five o'clock. That's funny. (laughs) You guys, we have so much potential to shine. And in that, it's exhilarating. It's energizing. Okay. Um, The the sense, also the sense that you can't sleep at night uh, is oftentimes like if it's chronic, if it keeps on going on and you're having a hard time with it, if it's chronic like that, it's a sign that you're not being true to yourself. Let yourself be really true to yourself. It's so energizing. It's, uh, it's, it's so rewarding, you know, to not have to be afraid of what anyone thinks of you, of you, of approval, um, for doing things for, um, uh, for other people as in to get their approval or their, um, or their acceptance or acceptance in a group or acceptance at a job or anything like that. That's energy draining. It's energy draining. That's why I'm putting it out to you. Apply it to anything you like. It's energy draining when you're not true to yourself. I know where that leads. Watch. You can watch it for yourself. You can see it for yourself. 
Yes. Something I loved about one thing that you said a while ago was that <clears throat> that person's not dead and and also she's just uh, a relative who's, who's not in my life who I just miss very much and she's like, she's just playing the role of this part for you to have this, you know, experience her. And I just really appreciated that, that her, like she's still, we both are still up in higher frequency. Yes. Loving each other and together even now. And so yes. that feels really good. That's been my favorite. Thing. Exactly. You're creating together now. You're creating with your brothers and sisters. Never stop because you're dreaming. You know, that never, that never stops. It's like you guys are holding each other in reality. It's like you're, it's like you're holding each other and blessing each other while you're going through this with each other. You're going through your patterns with each other. That's all. So hooray for that. Yeah, some people are going to be completely turned off by you because you're living your truth. What are you going to do? Go around pleasing people? You know, we see how that is. We see how that plays out. We've been taught to be very afraid of being ourselves. We've been taught that it's resistance to say no when we mean no. Like that's resistance. That's not the truth. No, I'm not playing that game. No, I'm not playing a game like there's a dangerous virus out there when I can see behind the freaking curtain. Those of us can, that can see, it's like we've been given a certain responsibility. I know because I sense it within myself. I know how it is. You're not true to that. It's tearing you apart. Yes, my darling. What would your advice be on overcoming a food allergy? You don't need to overcome any food allergy because there isn't a food allergy. You play with the perception of it. Mm -hmm. So you don't, your, your goal isn't to fix a food allergy and make yourself not allergic to the food. Your goal through perceiving a food allergy is only truth. So the, you know, in order for you to see through the illusion, which is what you really want to do, but you know, your ego wants to have this healing, but keep all illusions in place. The ego just wants to have a specific healing. So in your noticing that you don't really need that specific healing in order to get the joy that's yours, in order to have the miracle that you're, that's yours. And also you're projecting it like that. You're projecting it as if you have an allergy. So the allergy is an effect of fear. So you're open to look at it, but you're not trying to change it. You see what I mean? And if there's some kind of a material remedy that says it's going to give you relief from this allergy, it's not a problem if you perceive yourself taking it. You don't have a choice in it. And it may be a magic trick that you need to give yourself a temporary healing so that you can tune in more to your goal. Okay, it may be, and if it is, it is. You'll know because that's what's going on. Okay, so don't resist any of the magic. Just know that it is magic. 
all the healing uh, comes from your mind. I heard one teacher calling it a permission slip. Say you, you seem to have a headache and someone told you that if you eat onion rings, your headache will get better in an instant. The onion rings, it's kind of like a permission slip for you to manifest a head that feels good. See? Yeah. I've actually eaten the, eaten the food without knowing and not gotten sick. But once I eat it and I'm aware of it, I have <laughs> symptoms. Yes. And this is like ongoing. I can't <laughs> break through it with my mind. Yeah, don't try. Okay? So, okay. yeah, you don't, need to, you don't need to look at it like that. You only need to love it. It's a, it's a chaotic it's a chaotic dream. But for you, you just love whatever it is. Like, oh, there's that again. Isn't that so funny? When I know about it, it shows itself. When I don't know about it, then it doesn't. And, you know, people could get, uh, people certainly had different kind of illusions too, where whether they know about it or not, they seem to get a reaction. You know, so it just is all chaotic. So it's just kind of like looking at it like, okay, um, you, you know, and, and also, why do I find myself eating this thing again if it seems to have that kind of reaction too? You know, it's like there's a self-punishment thing that we have going on. It's like, why do I find myself um, go, going out uh, Saturday night, drinking 10 beers, and then the next day I feel like, crap, why do I find myself making that whole scene? It's a whole scene that you're making. It's not like the beers actually can have an, a hangover effect. And if you decide, if you sincerely decide in that instant that you have no use for that effect, it's gone. You don't have a hangover effect anymore, right? If you decide in an instant, really, truly, that you do not have a use for it, it's gone. But it has a use for you because you think you need it to re- help you regulate how much you drink or for some other purpose. There's an ulterior motive there for making it as if, okay? So, all for fun. All for fun. Yay. Anyone have any questions? (laughs) Yay. Yay, Yay, everyone. Thank Thank you. All right, if you would like to get my book, and you're here in person, you can always ask me. If you're listening later, hopejohnson.org is where you can find my book. You can also donate to me. You can also uh, set up a one-on-one with me there. Um, What else? You can find out about Wisdom Dialogues online. You can watch the recordings and you can listen to the recordings. These ones that you're listening to right now are live, um, in-person Wisdom Dialogues at Hawaiian Sanctuary. And these ones end up on Spotify, Pandora, uh, iTunes, all those podcast stations. Just search for Hope Johnson, Wisdom Dialogue, something like that. You're going to come up with it. Um, and then you can watch the videos there. There's YouTube, Telegram. Uh, I find myself posting on Telegram. So if you, if, if you want to follow me there, it's Awakening with Hope on Telegram. If you need to uh, have my phone number in order to access it, access me, access it, it's 808-937-8440. So you type that into Telegram if you want to join. I'm also on Facebook. I have a personal page there, Hope Akea Johnson. The middle name is spelled A-C-H-A-I-A. 
And there's also Wisdom Dialogues online on Facebook where I post. <laughs> so, and Instagram <laughs> at Awesome Hope Johnson. And if you'd like to follow Miracle Botanicals at Miracle Botanicals. If you'd like to get the best essential oils on the uh, round or flat planet, however you look at it, uh, <laughs> miraclebotanicals.com. What's your home address? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you. What's your social? I'm just going to go to Nordstrom. They got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Apparently, you can go to Nordstrom and you can give a person social. And it, and then they'll, they will let you charge on the car. I love that. But since this one was like 4,400 bucks, they said that they tried to call me to confirm and I didn't pick up the phone. So they just said, no, can't do it. But yeah, apparently that's a thing. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Let's yeah. go shopping. Just yeah. Pick just, a random number. Yeah. Pick a random number. They probably are Nord, have a Nordstrom card. Southern California to start searching. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, hooray, everyone. Thank you for joining. I love you. I appreciate you. you. Yay.